Greetings from SoFi Stadium and the Toyota patio for a special edition of Between the Horns presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. I'm JB Long with my friends and colleagues, Ricky Hollywood, Maurice Jones-Drew, and Marco Farr as we preview the Seahawks and the Rams in their return to Englewood. December is our month. We found that out last year. Ricky, how's your week been so far? It's been great. Nothing crazy. Um, I did get a puppy last night. So something crazy. So something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. I haven't slept. Um, <laughs> but what choice do we have to, to show up and to keep grinding and keep working? You know your jacket's red, right? Yes. Okay, I didn't know if you were just bleary-eyed, lack yeah. of sleep. But... Yeah. Is it? Oh, it's, I thought not, this was blue. Not Seahawks colors. You're fine. Yeah, wow. that's it's fine. <laughs> Maurice, can we turn the uh, thermostat up for you? You doing all right Listen, over there? I'm, I'm, I don't know how this is going to go for me. As you know, I don't do well in the cold. Um, <laughs> I think our listeners may know that, too, because the last time we were in London, it was pretty cold, and we talked about it the whole uh, broadcast. So I'm going to do my best for you guys. DeMarco, what's up? Uh, lots of space. So if we want to do some football demos, Maurice, nope. Ricky, we can go right here. Cool. Three-point stance. No? Yeah? I'm ready no for No tackling it. drills? Come on, Maurice. Uh, Your choice here. We can start with the Seahawks. We can start with Bobby Wagner uh, facing the franchise for which he became a Hall of Famer. We can start with the Rams quarterback situation. Your draw. Wow. Bobby Wagner uh, playing Seattle for the first time. Um, That's got to be emotional. I mean, he is tied to the Legion of Boom, tied to Seattle. I mean, he is a legend up there. He's a legend in football, period. Um, Getting ready to play your old team. I never had to do that. You had? Have you? Did no. you ever have to do that? No. Uh, nope. that, that's got to be something emotional, right? Very emotional. I, I, you got to think. You know, Bobby was a free agent. They didn't believe he was going to come back. The way it all transpired, right, where he didn't know that they weren't going to bring him back. It came on ESPN, all those different things. And yeah. so, he's for sure. I mean, we we always try to be professional about it. But come Sunday, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be emotional. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he, he, he shed a tear or three. Right, because you have so many memories, so much history with those coaches, uh, that organization, being living there, all those different things. It's always tough. I can't see Bobby Wagner crying. I can see him making people cry. I mean, not, because not, I mean, I didn't like say a lot crying, of those guys, a teardrop, a teardrop doesn't mean that you're sad, but or, just really ready to play. Because they, uh, some of those guys left with kind of bad blood, so oh, yes. maybe there's some hard feelings there. So that's good for us, bad for them. As even-keeled as ever, though, let's get a word from Bobby Wagner about how he believes, at least he's trying to portray this, as just another game. It's a choice. You know, it's a choice to come out here and perform and play well and study and work out and do the things that you need to do to be um, great. And the great ones do it, and the people who don't last in this league that long don't. Eric, I think you listened to his entire session with the media yesterday, buying or selling what he's feeling emotionally. I think he is a consummate professional. You know what I mean? And I think that he is, that's why he's such a leader for this Rams team. And so when you see him in with this young defense and you see him sort of saying the same thing over and over again, a lot of people I'm sure are skeptical. They're like, why are you saying, I think he truly believes that. I think, yes, he has to be, he's not going to get up there and be like, oh, I, I, yeah, actually, <laughs> I wish I was still there. Like, he's not going to say that. You know what I mean? And he probably doesn't feel that way. From what happens and how he left, he came to this Rams team and he is surrounded by players that he's trying to lift up that are trying to lift him up as well. I think it is another game. Do I think it is circled on the calendar at home? Yes, of course. But as far as him saying that he's like, it's just another game to, to a professional like Bobby, it is. couple things. One, there's a game ball with his name on it should the Rams win on Sunday. No doubt no about question. that, right? Also, you said that you didn't get to play the teams that drafted you, but I bet you had teammates who did at some point along the way. And did you or did you not rally for them to make sure that they got the win that they wanted? 
we played the Rams with Torrey Holt. Oh, that's right. Yeah, wow. that was that was a big that. one. I, I remember playing with Kirk Morris, and we played the Raiders. And at halftime, he came in crying. I've never been treated like this. I was like, bro, relax. We'll take care of it. But so I can understand the emotions behind it. Like you try to be a professional. You try to do things because you are a leader and you want to be as even kill as possible. You don't want to have Ernest Jones mm. emotional because you're emotional, right? You don't want to have Jalen Ramsey or other guys playing out of character, out of who they are. And so I get that. But it, deep down inside, it's like anything. I, I, it's, it's, to me, I, I would play, and DeMarco, I know you've done this too, I would play old college teammates in the NFL. And it'd be so emotional because oh, this is yeah. the guy that I, I worked with to try to accomplish something. And I would try to hurt them. They'd try to hurt me because I know the hell it was. And I would be very emotional. I couldn't imagine going back playing Jacksonville. Oh, I couldn't. Your friend Lincoln Kennedy tried to kill me. This is like my roommate in college. We, we played. He was with the Raiders. I'm with the Rams. He tried to murder me. I'm but like, you don't even know me is anymore. Is it more competitive, though, because you're like, oh, I know that's him. I'm going at him harder. Like, doesn't does it bring out something different than just someone you've been watching on Well, look, week? there were some guys that I couldn't wait to get a hold of. Mm. They were upperclassmen. You know, they treat yeah, young yeah. people. So when I saw you in the NFL, there was no mercy. But this was my friend who tried to, like, that's what, Take that's, me what, out. that's what you're supposed to do. It's like playing your big brother, right? And and for Bobby Wagner, understand that, there again, it's like anything. It's like a breakup, right? Yeah. There's so many memories you have, and you're trying to get over things and all this. Then I see you, right? And it's kind of like I have to remind you of who I am more than you remind <laughs> me of who you are. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I brought you your championship. I was part of that class that changed everything. And so, again, it's 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 going to be emotional. And I, I understand Bobby's side of it and how he's talking because you have to talk that way because you don't want to go on the media and be like, oh, I can't wait to play him because you're already you going to rile yourself you up. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see the coin toss because yes. he's going out to be the captain. That's going to be something to watch. Yeah. I just – I wish better for him in these circumstances. No I thought question. when we got to December that Bobby Wagner was going to have a chance to help the Rams punch their ticket to the playoffs going through Seattle. With six games remaining, this one and the regular season finale up in the Pacific Northwest, it does not appear to be shaking out that way, and I can't help but feel that he deserved better. That that I think uh, the sharpest sting, one of them of this season, is that he came here and he's delivered. He's been one of, if not the best, off-ball linebackers in the entire NFL, and it's only translated to three wins so far. He's handling his department. He, he's one of the best inside backers in the game, if not the best right now. But here's what gives me a, takes the edge off some. He's got a ring. So I don't feel that bad. You know what I mean? If yeah. this was his last shot at a winner and it oh. went south, then I yeah. would feel horrible. But if he stopped now, he's got a ring. You know what I mean? He's a champion. To that point, same thing for Aaron Donald. Yeah. Right? He's not going to no play doubt. this weekend. Uh, high ankle sprain. But thank goodness he got that ring. Right? Right out on this field uh, less than a year ago. In fact, he's got more NFL Defensive Player of the Year honors than missed games as a professional. <laughs> Wow. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> yes, that is. That's First special. game missed due to injury. He had the holdout, right? He had yeah. the, uh, the Week 17 game where the Rams had already clinched and Sean McVay held him out. Uh, he played through injury after beating the Seahawks in the postseason going to Green Bay. But this is the first time that he's going to be held out due to injury. Yeah, uh, look, the, the guys like him wind up immortalized. You know what I'm trying to say there without trying to say it. He's tough. He's humble. The guy is – he's available, and he's one of the best we've ever seen. I figured it out, Maurice. When we were in Kansas City, I went down to see Chris Jones in particular because people were saying maybe this guy has a chance to be better than Aaron, right? Right. Then I saw Chris Jones. He's the size of that pillar. No question. You know what I mean? So when you see him, okay, I look at you, you're supposed to dominate. Then I look at Aaron. You wouldn't know it's Aaron unless he had his uniform on. He's not the biggest guy in the world. That's what really impresses me. So 
Uh, and people always ask me, how do I quantify it with, with Aaron? How do you know he's as good as he is? Uh, it's not sacks. It's not tackle for loss. You can count those if you want. Count how many times you actually see him off his feet in the game as a defensive tackle. You won't get beyond five. You know what I mean? And that's a rarity. So the fact that he's able to be in that position, stay alive, stay healthy long enough, and this is his first game missed due to injury, I, I thought I ran out of things to say about this guy. There's even more to say about this guy now that he's out for one game. And it's not just him, of course. It's Matthew Stafford, it's Cooper Cup, it's Allen Robinson, and the list goes on and on and on. So, Erica, the youth movement is truly on this week and for the rest of this season for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, and I think it is a great time. These are valuable snaps for this younger team, and this is this is playing time. In the preseason, you're going against not necessarily first-team defenses and this type of stuff, and offenses as well. So I think that... There are positives to be taken away about these younger draft picks and other, you know, free agents that we have to really develop and really get to see them in a game scenario. Maurice, I want to ask you what it means not only for rushing Geno Smith, but also defeating a Seahawks running game that was as potent as any in the league but has fallen on hard times. But first, let's get the head coach Sean McVay's comments on playing without AD-99. So much of it is is built around him. He's such a, he's truly one of one. And so um, you don't replace uh, anybody like him. Guys will be asked to step up, have confidence in those guys. But um, I think Aaron's resume speaks for him for itself, the way that he works, the way that he brings others with him. And so it's a huge loss for us. All right, so the Rams not only without their best pass rusher, but also one of the most physical forces in their run defense, and they have been great against the run. Let's take it to the Seahawks' perspective. You rewind time, let's say three weeks, before they go to Germany, and we're looking at Pete Carroll saying he's done it again. He's reinvented his team. He's put them atop the NFC West. They are playing run-first football, and they're stopping the run. Now neither of those things are true. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times um – as the season go on, as the season goes on, you have to start to self scout. You have to start looking at what are we doing well, what can we improve on, and if you don't do those things, teams are going to kind of figure you out. Uh, and so they still want to run the ball first. They still want to do that. I thought the 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 Vegas Raiders did a great job of uh, limiting explosive runs, right, and forcing them to have to force the ball down the field, uh, forcing Geno to hold it a little bit more. Uh, and as you know, there wasn't as many clean looks for Geno, right? Early in the year, you're getting eight-man boxes, you're getting loaded fronts. When he pulls, when he kind of pulls out and tries to throw the ball, it's either single high coverage, you have one-on-one -on, -one on the outside, or you have a guy crossing, coming across the middle. It, it made it simple for him. And so now uh, they, they're going to try to get back to that. Not having AD is going to be tough. Mm. And, 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 the, and then the biggest reason is run fits and eye violations, right? You have to make sure that if you're that defensive end or you're that nose guard, that you're in that A gap or that C gap or that B gap where you're supposed to be, because if you get removed out, here comes a big lane, right? And it's going to be a lot for Bobby Wagner and Ernest Jones to kind of have to make up for that, right? Or uh, Nick Scott to have to come in and make up for that, or mm -hmm. Taylor Rapper, whoever it may be, to come in. And so you have to make sure that this week is all about playing sound run-stopping defense, which means someone has to be in the A gap, B gap, C gap, D gap. And you have to protect those gaps with everything. Force Geno to beat you, right? I, I've always been a believer in this, and I, I don't want to sound like a hater, but Geno is Geno, right? They're like, I don't believe in these one-year wonders. Like, oh, my God, this is <laughs> – like, no, this is who – like, you've been who you were a long time ago. Wow. Like, you're going to come he's back down to good, earth. Though. He's, he's playing, playing really good, yeah. but all of a sudden he's coming back down to earth. And he's playing smart, too. Yeah. All of a sudden he's coming back down to earth, though, right? It's not yeah. – this is not, you know, week, week two, three, or however ever weeks when he was, like, on fire. And so – Force him to make those mistakes. Force him to have to see this too high safety defense and try to force the ball into coverage, and you'll have a great opportunity to win. Ricky, it sure looks like the Seahawks won the trade. Super early, not even a full season away, but they somehow got 
better at quarterback? How'd that happen? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily... <laughs> Russell fell off a cliff. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's like a Russell Wilson thing. Um, you know, did you go to his birthday party? I was way? invited, so I felt kind of guilty. You didn't did you go. go. I didn't go, but I was invited. I just had to get invited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, there wow. was. it was only half the team, so I, I felt a little weird about it, and I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to go. But, no, I think, I, I think Pete Carroll and... And the you know the GM over there, everyone was totally saying it was they got fleeced in this trade and it was crazy. And then now look at the flip side. So I also think that's a that's a testament to bring it back to us too. Sean McVay is coached against Pete Carroll for the last five five years, six years. He, the Rams have been you know pretty good against the Seahawks. Totally. So I I think that in like you just said, Gino is Gino, and if we force him to be Gino and force them to get out of their game scripts right away, like I think without Aaron Donald, of course that is so detrimental. But also I think there is something you know the Seahawks, you know we got we got a little bit of tricks up our sleeve too. I, what I'm picking up on that you say there I think is accurate. The Seahawks kind of owe the Rams a thank you. Right? Like they're in position to maybe get a wild card spot. It looks like San Francisco's atop the division, maybe for good now. But the Seahawks are in good shape now, and they're even better shape moving forward. And they made a very difficult decision to kind of dismantle their championship reign, but stick with Pete Carroll. And I don't think there was a, um, a stronger force in that decision than Aaron Donald, Sean McVay, and the Los Angeles Rams. I think the Seahawks looked around the division, saw what the Rams had done, how the Rams had overtaken them, and said, we got to switch things up. We got to go in a different direction, and now here they are with a winning record less than one year later, and in position to get a top five pick out of it as well from Denver. Well, I'll say this too: the other part is the Rams make that trade for Matthew Stafford, and then all of a sudden the the, the NFL goes crazy, right? right? And Denver felt like they were a quarterback away, a player away, which is the the craziest thing in the world to feel because you're going to do whatever you can, and so you leverage the farm to get Russell Wilson, which. Helps out Seattle, right? Because early in that year, what did Pete Carroll say? We're not going to trade Russell Wilson. There's no way we're going to do that. Boom, right away. You Now you're forging Denver to give you everything. And then with those picks, you hit. You, you hit on four of them? Mm -hmm. They hit on this year's class? Yeah. And there's reason to believe that now they know what their needs are going into next year, and they're going to have two first-round picks? And so you're, you're gonna, they're, they're building. And I always say this, like, Pete Carroll is a great coach. A great, he was a great coach when I went against him in college, but he's an even better coach now to be able to dismantle a championship team and then put a winning product on the field. It takes time to dismantle. The Jacksonville Jaguars in 2007 had a championship team. They dismantled it, and they're still rebuilding. Yeah. They're still trying to find their way. There's a lot of teams that go up, and then they have to find their way back. Seattle's a one. It was like one year or whatever, and they're back at it. So great on Pete Carroll. All right, enough on the Seahawks quarterback situation. Let's get to that here in Los Angeles. Too early in the week to know for certain, but the indications are we might see both, right? John Wolford and Bryce Perkins against the Seattle Seahawks here at SoFi Stadium this weekend. DeMarco Conventional Wisdom says if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Why might that or might that not be true for the Rams? I think that fits here, right? Right now. I mean, I, I think you have Matthew Stafford's your guy. Um, this is what you want to do with your offense, who you tailored your offense around. So when he's out, now you've got to kind of split the job. If Wolford is up, then I would love to see him out there for passing downs. And that's no knock on Bryce Perkins. I thought he was fantastic, even though the numbers don't say it. I thought he was fantastic against Kansas City because of how much danger he got out of. And he wasn't running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I mean, he was actually going out there and trying to make plays. Uh, the drive after Mahomes 
goes up 20 to 3 and he answers and goes right back down the field. I thought that was a huge big boy drive. So I left that game thinking you can build off this with him. But if Wolford is up, I think he's earned the right to play and he's earned the right to get some reps against Seattle. He knows your offense. Uh, there's a lot of things that you probably can do with Wolford that you can't do with Bryce Perkins and vice versa. So n- why not have a mix of both? Right? I mean, you are three and eight. So there are some things that you have the luxury of doing, which is play, playing two quarterbacks. And I would keep Seattle guessing all the way up until game time. I would. Uh, I'd have you prepare for Bryce Perkins, prepare for the uh, running Those quarterback. Those extra periods, are, they're not fun. I'd keep you up at night. Why not? I'd keep you guessing until you saw who actually took the field after the opening kick. John Wolford got the start in that playoff game a couple years ago up in Seattle. The Rams won that game behind Jared Goff, but they felt really confident what Wolford was bringing to the table. Well, I still think you're in the evaluation period, and it's most important to give guys that opportunity to see what they can do. John Wolford's been your backup for the last couple of years, and he's had opportunities to go in and play in big games. And so, like you said, why wouldn't you – I've seen Bryce Perkins. John Wolford's healthy enough to go out here and play. Let's see what he can do and then give – uh, Perkins, some some snaps here and there, some red zone plays, maybe some third and shorts, some things where we can utilize his legs and force them to kind of switch their defense around and then come back. Make them have to adjust to what you're doing. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, it's so funny because, you know, people may think like, oh, the Rams are trying to figure out what they're going to do and they're tanking. Like, Coach McVay still wants to win. And he's going to put this team in the best situation to be successful, right? And, and so if you do have two quarterbacks, on third and ten, it's not going to be Bryce Perkins, right? We're not going to do that. But if it's third well, it and two, be. It be. if it's third <laughs> right. and two, yeah. Now you have you you put him in, or if it's in the red zone, you have to make him play eleven on eleven football. But also with John Wolford, you can run a lot of your the Bible. We always talk about the Bible being the two thousand eighteen playbook, where mm. you're seeing a lot of play action pass, a lot of outside zone, a guy that's athletic athletic enough to get there to, on the stretch play and then be able to boot away and all those different things. Uh, I, I still think you go back to that because that is what's that was was it two thousand seventeen when the Rams went up there and blew them out of the water. Mm-hmm. Forty-two nothing. The Todd right? Gurley yeah. game. The Todd Gurley game. What 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 a, what a time to be alive, right? <laughs> and so for me, it's not like you can't do that with John Wolford. You can't. You can go out there and make those same plays there. Wow. Maybe some vibes from the Superdome a couple of weeks ago, right? With Dalton and Taysom Hill platooning at quarterback. Uh, Erica, the question also: Who's either quarterback going to throw it to? The weapons right now really depleted for Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson uh, didn't play last week as well, and he's he's on IR with mm-hmm. the foot. Uh, Van Jefferson got that touchdown again. He's getting his legs back under yeah. him. I think that we've seen Tutu Atwell sort of emerge as this, you know, this long downfield threat, which has been great. JB's upset that he had a, a short catch, though. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's dragging down his yards. Yeah, his yards for catching But I do like seeing him run more of the full route tree. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something to be gained here in the final month of the season. And I think, I think it is interesting because in the beginning of the season, they were really hitting Skoranek a lot. They're hitting Powell in some of these situations. And I think that they've sort of moved away from that a little bit. And I think now it's even time to really start throwing in a lot of these mix-ups and have different formations and the t- the different types of guys that they were hitting in the beginning. When it was sort of like, who who the heck are we going to throw it to? Like, okay, I'm just going to get it out. I think we almost need to go back to that urgency and get to some of these guys that can actually yeah. make an impact. We talked about Pete Carroll reverting to his roots on offense. The same might be true on defense. They've been getting gashed 
by opposing running games. Josh Jacobs in the Raiders most recently, and already he's commenting publicly that they might drop down a safety, play some heavier boxes, get back to that single high structure that made them so successful and so famous for all those years. Uh, I don't know if there's Earl Great. Thomas in the back necessarily <laughs> anymore, but I do think it points to the fact that you're going to need a quarterback who can spin it and can attack not just the Seahawks, but also the Las Vegas Raiders on the back half of this two-game week. The Raiders might have the worst passing defense in the National Football League. And I think in the back of the Rams' mind, they know that they're going to need a quarterback who can attack all quadrants of the field through the air to find a way to win one of or both of these games. No, I think you're exactly right. And, and, and again, we, we're, we're talking about all this. It's the evaluation process. And as a player, it's your job to go out there and make plays in this situation if you're on the field, right? There's no longer, oh, I, I was a practice squad guy or I was a fourth receiver. I was No, no, you're, you're up here now. And your job is to go out here and, and force this personnel department, force these coaches to have to decide if you can make this roster again next year. And so I think it may, you know, Van Jefferson, it's your job to go out there and be a number one wide receiver. It's your chance mm. to be the guy, to be Cooper Cup. That's your chance, right? And so for John Wolford or Bryce Perkins or whoever it may be, it's your chance to go out there and show that you can be the backup to Matthew Stafford or that maybe someone else out here that's looking for a quarterback because quarterbacks are – or at a premium right now for certain teams, may need to pick you up. Mm -hmm. And so I think that goes for everyone here, for the running backs, for the offensive line, for the defense, the special teams. You're all playing with a purpose. This is an evaluation period that needs to be had. And you have two really good games as a quarterback to kind of go out there and showcase your abilities, right? You said the Raiders are dead last. They are. Uh, and the Seahawks give it up too. And so you have an opportunity to go out here and spin the ball and have some confidence while you're doing it because you know where these guys are going to be. You ever been called sorry in your life? Oh, yeah. You call, Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, look, call Terrible. me whatever. No one's ever called me sorry, especially talking about football. There's a lot of people, like my barber, that says that some of these guys, especially in the back end, the secondary, are sorry. Okay. I say you need more reps. So you're going to get more reps going forward for oh, the no next question. six weeks. So we're going to find out who's right, my barber or me. Mm. <laughs> so you're going to get those extended reps moving forward. So a your, lot of guys. Your barber like to tell the truth. Absolutely, especially <laughs> behind Aaron Donald, too. Yeah. Some guys are going to have to go in and, and play. Oh, this guy's sorry. Why? Well, he needs more reps. Well, let's find out who's right. Yeah, you're going to get 50 reps in this game. We're going to be back on this Toyota patio before the Christmas game against the Broncos. Let me know if your barber's available. Done. We'll bring him on. <laughs> we'll we'll see him. Uh, final opportunity to explore the space, be it a demo, a final comment. Seahawks, Rams, coming your way on Sunday. You better sit down. See, you don't want none. No, I don't. <laughs> I told you I gave that up a long time ago. I, I, I would say this. <laughs> I think the most important thing is you've had this hold – is, is very similar to the Niners on the Rams. When the, Even when the Niners are beat up, they've had this hold on the Rams that no matter what, they found a way to win. You've had that exact same hold on the Seahawks. Try Don't oh, let it go. They want to get out. Yeah, they want to yeah. get out. Keep a minute. Because if you beat them when you're like this without all your guys, mm. how do you think that's going to make them feel? Right? Worse. And then and, and so you got to – and then NFL, you got to hold those teams down. You can't let them get up. Good luck against Folsom on Friday, my friend. Oh, yeah, it's a tough one. They got us. They got us the first time. That's what I said. I, I understand what it's like. We got to break out of this hold. These, these, See, they got me in here like this. <laughs> I got to get out. And good luck with the puppy training. Thank you. Getting thank some you. sleep between now and Sunday. Yeah, I don't know if, it, if it, that's going to happen, if that's going to happen. My, my one final thought, and I've been saying this for the last two weeks, 
and I am so on the Kyron Williams train. I his mic'd up was amazing. His energy, he, the way that he runs out of the tunnel and every down, the way that he is talking to people, mean like let's get the, the enthusiasm to play. And you talk about being able to not stop the run as well. I want to see more of him, like we did in the second half against the Chiefs. I am so on board with this kid, and I. I really can't wait to see him on Sunday. And DeMarco, I wish you luck with whatever is troubling you. What do you mean? I don't know. I just wish Maurice luck, and I wish he doesn't Aaron he luck. He wants to go out here and fight on any. In, come on, on camera. We got one rush. Are you kidding me? Come on now. We can do it. No prep football, you, no puppies not in your at all. family. <laughs> me neither. For DeMarco, for MJD, for Erica, I'm JB Long. Hope you can join us here in Inglewood this Sunday as the Rams play host to their division rival, the Seattle Seahawks. Thanks for being here. For Between the Horns, as always, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers.